Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, sports talk with Broads. Here's Hunter Brody. Welcome on in, friends, to Sports Talk with Broads. We have a 6 nothing shutout to discuss, unfortunately, and it's a disappointing way to finish that three-game set in Queens. Is it the sky is falling? Absolutely not. There's a reason why the New York Mets are 75-40 and 40 and the Phillies are 63-51. and 51. This doesn't mean the Phillies can no longer play. This doesn't mean the Phillies are a mess. It shows that there is a difference here. It shows that they are not in the same category as the top teams, but that's not something we weren't knowledgeable about. They are a wild card type team, and this version of the New York Mets are a division leading team. The Phillies are 11 and a half games back or so for a reason. So now, if you're in that clubhouse, you see what it takes to get to that jump. There is a difference between you and the Mets, and there's positives to take away from this, okay? They didn't lay over and die. They didn't get embarrassed. And I'm not telling you the 6 nothing game was phenomenal by any means. They had runners in scoring position. They could not get the timely hits. And you look at that fourth inning specifically, you cannot cash in when you get Hoskins and Bohm both singling. So first and second, nothing really happens from there. And then Zach Wheeler with a bit of a hiccup inning in the fourth. You had your chance, you failed. The Mets gets their chance and they execute. And then in the fifth, you talk about Bohm with with a lot of guys on and he lines out zero runs produced there sandwich pretty much it's a, it's a sandwich scenario fourth inning Phillies nada fourth inning Mets yes fifth inning Phillies nada and the Mets sandwich their runs within that big time inning now they scored early and it stinks to see the Phillies have to fight from behind with a blink of an eye when you see these stronger opponents you know that could be a confidence thing that allows the other team to feel momentum and to feel like look they're already up you get more comfortable you play well when you have the lead this is what really good opponents do and you know you saw the Phillies kind of struggle with that is there a problem with them not scoring runs right now yeah we can also though forget that Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom is one of the scariest duos we've ever seen Bassett there were pitches today that I thought the Phillies could have done more with 
But if you look at his previous outings, seven innings pitched, zero earned runs. Eight innings pitched, zero earned runs. And he's got a 3-3-9 ERA. He's not as stiff is my point. Would I have liked to have seen more from this Phillies team? Uh, I mean, yeah, they won 2-1 to one in Game 1, but that second run comes with the man on second base in the 10th inning. So I hope to the Lord, the baseball lords, that you can get that run across home plate. So think about how many runs they scored within the 9-inning games. Granted, what type of pitchers were on the mound for the Mets? But still... It's okay to demand more at the same time. So there's positives, though. They showed that there was respect rewarded. I think everyone in that Mets clubhouse, even though the Mets now won another series against the Phillies, and the Phillies are 4-11 and against the Mets in their 15 games this season, while they're 59-40 and versus everybody else. So, yeah, the Mets handle business against them every single time. <laughs> I was going to say most of the time, but no, basically every single time. That's happening. I thought the Phillies showed their their leap that they have took from the beginning of the year to where they are right now. Even if you say, well, they got shut out against the ground. Yeah, but still. I mean, if you take away the eye test from this series, the Phillies are way closer than they were throughout their failures. Now, they did lose Corey Knable. And you don't want to see any bullpen piece go down right now, considering, you know, that's a strength of theirs. And if you start plucking away at some players, it becomes less of a strength. Now, there is something to be said about feeling good about how many guys could maybe step up in the loss of the arm of Corey Knable, and he's going to get an MRI. So we will get more information in the next upcoming days here. Not good news there. Wheeler goes six innings and allowed six earned runs. We've seen another level in Zach Wheeler. And I'm seeing Mets fans laughing at us, saying you thought Zach Wheeler was something different. And I'm cracking up because if that's your take, then you haven't paid attention to anything Zach Wheeler has done since leaving New York. Zach Wheeler was a good pitcher in New York who couldn't stay healthy. Zach Wheeler is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball in a Phillies uniform. It's just not ideal that with him, rubber game here, the rubber match, I thought there'd be a a little extra in there. I really did. I thought maybe because of the atmosphere, the old stomping grounds, knowing a lot of the other players in the other uniform, that he'd rise to the occasion a bit more than he did. Quite frankly, that Nimmo hit that was a double to kick things into gear for them to score early and punch us in the gut. That was, what, four inches away from being a home run? I have faith in this guy. I love him to death. I thought I'd see more killer eyes, though. I didn't see the killer eyes that we are used to. And that's weird. More times than not, I expect, and I think he expects, and I think he can accomplish this. Him to rise in a pressured situation like that was. I I also, though, am fully aware that the Mets are a better team. So looking at it as you're in their place, they're 35 games over 500. They're a notch better than you. So in three games, they're one and two. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Disappointing, disheartening ending. 
If they lost in a different way, if they lost 4-3, and they could at least squeeze some runs across the board. If they lose 5-4, they lose a tough one, you, you, you may feel a little better just because the lack of scoring runs is painful. But Ranger Suarez showed his worth. Aaron Nola showed his worth. No one's truly afraid of Zach Wheeler plummeting by any means. So there's something in this starting rotation, though, and that's massive in any three-game series. So take some pride out of this. No Kyle Schwarber. You don't think not having your number one leadoff guy and your power bat, who, by the way, look at what he can do against the Mets. That hurts you. Especially when Bryce is out. You're jumbling things all over the board. All across the roster. It's not an excuse. It's just in the equation. The Mets are better. But the Phillies get a chance to show them a bit more in about a week. And this time in South Philadelphia. So when we break things down here on Broads Media, a lot of the times I utilize this method to kind of learn more about a current Discussion point. Okay, so this happened. I will know more when I get other information with this matchup. So, what I see in South Philadelphia will give me a little bit more knowledge on what we saw in Queens. Now, this time, it's four games. And there's a double header in there, which is always weird because it's not as if a double header is the same as a 7.05 game on a Tuesday where you didn't play a nine-inning game at one o'clock. So it, it is a weird variable. And now you talk about who's going to start the game and where's Bailey Falter and this and that. Okay, all right, you know. You're just starting to hear his name flirt around a bit. And speaking of pitchers, by the way, Mick Abel. Andrew Painter getting caught up the double A. They're not messing around. They're in go mode with these kids, and I love it. You guys are shining. You guys are playing really well in every single position you're put in. Let's keep moving up the ranks. It's still early for the young kid's career for sure, both of them. But I love the fact that they're cruising through. Now, I just want to get exactly that Bailey Falter thing Let's see, Matt Gelb, eight hours ago. Phillies will bring lefty Bailey Falter with them to Cincinnati so he can throw for a sim game Monday, then be one of the starters for Saturday doubleheader at CBP against the Mets. Noah Syndergaard lines up for the other game in the doubleheader. Okay, I thought I was pretty sure I saw something about him throwing. Not ideal. Not something I want to see go against Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonzo. They got a scary-ass lineup. Preferably not Bailey Falter, the opener, or whatever you want to call him. So that's why it's tough to get a full-on engagement out of it. And what does it truly tell us if Bailey Falter is the one that's getting a nod? Unless they win that game, though, right? <laughs> because it's weird. You win the game with Max Scherzer when Ranger Suarez pitches a gem. You lose the game with Zach Wheeler. Probably on paper, we think, okay, you might win with Zach Wheeler, and maybe you lose to Scherzer and DeGrom, but you lose with Zach Wheeler the way that you did. You did lose to DeGrom. You win with Ranger Suarez. You never know. But I can't wait for that, and you can't overlook Cincinnati, though. Everyone's already penciling them in with a sweep. You're not just going to sweep every team the rest of the way if they are lesser than you. 
take two or three. The, the way you get yourself in a playoff spot in Major League Baseball is think about winning every series. Winning every series. Two out of three. That's the name of the game for me. A sweep is the bonus. All you can ask for is win the series you're supposed to win. And then I guarantee you, you'll be exactly where you want to be, which is October. When it's cold, when it's a little bit chilly, when the players have the Under Armour underneath of their jerseys, you get the long sleeves going. The wind is a factor. Their noses are running. All of it. It's real. So that's where we're at. On to Cincinnati. Schwarber's absence, though, crushing. Crushing. Knable's absence. I feel they have enough bodies in that department. But the more and more it starts getting plucked away from you, that's when it gets scary. And the reason why we love the bullpen as much as we do is because there's a lot to choose from and there's a lot of guys on any given night that you can call on. But when that gets thinner and thinner and thinner, while there's still great names in the pen, the value is having all of them. So let's pray that it's not as bad. But when you saw Corey Knable, his body language afterwards and the way that he looked right at the dugout afterwards, it doesn't feel promising. But I guess I'm just negative Nancy. Or I'm just using the context clues and the reaction to kind of formulate an opinion or a feeling on it. 856-442-9805. We have plenty of anytime hotline calls to react to. So I want to hear from all of you out there, your thoughts on this 6 nothing loss and, and really how the entire weekend went. Before we get to the phones, if you are new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button and that thumbs up button. Thank you so much. And real quickly, I don't know if anyone has noticed, but over the last week or so, I've been having some freezing here and there throughout my content. I got a technician on the way tomorrow morning. I'm doing everything in my power to try and clean that up because it's driving me damn crazy. And lastly, SeatGeek, promo code BRODES gets you $20 off of your ticket. So make sure when you purchase them and purchase them, get yourself to a game today. You utilize it because, you know, that eliminates those fees and it's free parking and you get beer. It's a no-brainer. All right, let's start things off here on the Anytime Hotline, hearing the reaction from you. I don't know where this is going to go. I've seen a mixture of everything in Twitter form, and Twitter is a weird space to be. So I've seen everything from don't worry about it to this is a nightmare. See, they're super far away. And then you get your middle level headed people. Although I would even make the argument that if you say it's not the biggest deal in the world and that's the complete opposite side of the sky is falling crew, that that's more reasonable than not. Because if we just take three games. And the problem is, if you look at all the Mets series, you're going to say, well, it's not just this series, bro. It's, it's every series against the Mets. Yeah, but I'm not looking at May, June Phillies and think that that correlates to anything about August Phillies. And what world is any part of the team now the same as it was? What team? Or what, what, what part of the team? Starting pitching at one point carried the squad. Maybe you can look at their starting pitching and say that they've, you know, have had a pretty damn good season to this point. So they went through a tough offensive stretch in this series. They looked bad against the Chicago Cubs, too. Are those three games exactly who they are? Absolutely not. All right, 
Phones, 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 I promise. Here we go. Anytime hotline. Hey, bro. It's a tough one today. Um, I guess basically two out of three losses is better than getting swept, but uh, definitely disappointed with the offense today. Just not able to get those hits in running scores, running and score, runners in scoring position, sorry. And, uh, you know, this game really shows the losses of uh, Kyle Schwarber and uh, Bryce Harper. So, uh, quick move on to the next series, and let's get a uh, sweep here in Cincinnati. Thanks, bro. See you later. Well, thank you for calling in. I have to say, whenever it's, oh, man, those timely hits just won't come, or you're getting guys on base, and just when you need it, you desperately need that big-time hit in the gap in left center field, or you have a lefty on the mound, and it would be beautiful to see something smoked off the wall. Every time you think that, I go, all right, you're right, you're right. That would have been awesome. That's where you need someone to step up big time. When they fail, though, I go this direction. There's something to be said about getting your players there. So we talk about all these runners, they're stranded. Well, they're getting players on that are getting stranded. There's something to that as well. This is a tough game. You fail more than you succeed. So, mathematically speaking, you would think if there is a guy on first and then there's another single, now it's first and second, zero outs, or now it's bases loaded with Alec Bohm. If you're going to constantly have that and you're going to constantly be in that scenario, let's play the numbers game. It's going to turn around. That's my angle on it more times than not. Now, if you realize over two months, maybe your team's not good enough because the talent that's up at the dish that constantly is coming up to bat, whenever there are runners on, it's fail, 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 fail. But that type of team isn't going to be 63 and 51. That type of team isn't going to be in the second wild card spot. That would be more of not necessarily the Baltimore Orioles of the world. I guess I can't say that. Shame on me. Shame on me. How dare I? Because this Baltimore Orioles team is not the same. See, that's how much that's just been drilled in all of our heads as baseball fans. The Kansas City Royals, who did go on a nice run and and then a World Series kind of how do you do there for a couple years. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Shame on me. I should be saying the Boston Red Sox and everything that's going on there. Weird, weird trade deadline. Kind of sell, kind of not. And to be honest, I wanted their president, the, you know, I wanted everything that was going on there here at one point. So sometimes you luck out by not getting a certain name. Because if I can have it the way I want it, you go to Tampa Bay and you build from that. Let's go. Let's get weird. I'd sign on the dotted lines right now, even though I trust Dave Dombrowski with everything I own. What's that, Dave? You want my social security number? You can have it. What's that, Dave? You want my credit card information? You can have it. What's that, Dave? You want my entire Jordan collection? You can have it. How does that relate? No idea. I could see Dave Dombrowski, though, walking around with a sick pair of Jordan 6 carbines with the laces flapping 
as he's taking the phone calls and he's moving pieces and he's getting bullpen help and he's building a World Series contender in the next two off seasons. I'm just spitballing. Trey Turner, welcome aboard. Okay, all right, all right. Let's get back on track a little bit here, shall we? With the way that this team played this series, I'm not going to say it's a eye-opening experience or it's a wake-up call, but it's sort of a, a, a recognizing type of series. Where I go, okay, I mean, look, they're, they're 35 games over 500. We're not. We're 12. There's a gap. It's not the biggest gap in the entire world, but it's a nice gap. Division leader, wildcard team. How can we get there? What's it going to take? Who's going to dig deep? And maybe the answer is, unfortunately, it won't happen this season. But I look not long, long term and not just short term. I try and cover all the areas. So what does this mean for a Bryce Harper? What does this mean for a Castellanos? What does this mean for a JT? Because everybody has different sort of career paths and where they're at and timing of it. So there's a core veteran group. There's a guy like Kyle Schwarber who doesn't necessarily need that. Who do I always go back to, though? Bryson Stott and Alec Boehm, who I believe if this team does do the ultimate goal eventually during this window... They're key components. So they might need to see this, especially in an atmosphere that's tough and wild like it is in City Field. So sure, JT and Bryce and Schwarber, guys who know they might not. David Robertson is a guy that's been around for a while, has paid his dues, who's seen a lot. That Kind of guy? Probably not. There's also players like Greece, who's going to hit another 30 bombs this year. Who, you know, I mean, I don't have an issue with him at all, but we need to see him in big time moments. And this franchise as a team has struggled to do so. And I want him to. Uh, you know, be a part of something that finally gets to appreciate it and be in it. And I bring that up because I see in our chat room right now a lot of Reese slander. Before we kind of started, I saw some Reese comments about how it's time for him to go and how it's time for him to just be a part of a different team and get moved on from and, and all that. Reese Hoskins is going to hit you. I'll be a, I'd say more quietly than I would want it to be, is on track for another 30. He's got 24 home runs hitting 250. I'll rip Nick Castellanos for his batting average not being as appealing, but how many home runs does Nick Castellanos has? Is he at nine? I have no idea. It's going to be bad. It's going to be ugly. There's a big difference between 24 and he's at 10 now. He's got 10. So he's hitting 256 and 10 home runs. If he had 14 more, well, it's not even in the same type of conversation. Reese is getting hated on a little too strongly. I'll be the first to admit. His impacts haven't screamed anything wild 
He's hit 24 home runs. That's nothing to laugh at and to not understand. All right, we'll take another call. Here we go. You know, I came into the Mets series saying that if they took one out of the three games, I would be happy with that. And ultimately they did. But you are kind of left a little disappointed. If they had gotten a timely hit in the ninth inning in game two, they may have won that game. And today's effort from top to bottom was just disappointing. Wheeler didn't pitch well. I know he had some unfortunate luck with bleeps and, you know, duckers everywhere, but he still didn't get the job done as the ace of the staff. And the hitting was absolute garbage today. You didn't face Scherzer. You didn't face DeGrom. Chris Bassett is good. But the fact you couldn't push one run across in nine innings and not one run across in 18 innings, just not good enough. But as you said, Hunter, on to Cincinnati. It's not good enough. It's not. But this is where I hate this. I hate this so much. You're making excuses. You're not making excuses. You're logically breaking down a team that is missing serious pieces. I think your offense looked the way that it did at times during certain stretches because you lose Bryce Harper, who is solidified number three. You don't have your leadoff guy. Think about how many teams are going to struggle when you don't have your leadoff guy and you throw in a Bryson Stott. And I was very proud of what he did against Max Scherzer. But there's a big difference between sustainable success and then pushing a button on one given night that gave a team a little bit of a rise and something to, you know, kind of hold their hat on for a short limited. It's a role player. It's a buzz. And, you know, I I mean, Bryson Stott, I expect to be more than just a role player. And he's more than just a role player. But it's that type of thing where it's like, whoa, what the hell? Rob Thompson threw Stott in there? Let's have it, fellas. Let's give it a ride. Something along those lines. But you can't breathe every single night with it. And then until you get a Kyle Schwarber back in your lineup. Another thing that really irks me is somehow, some way, Apparently, the Phillies can't beat any good teams because what have you done for me lately is in effect, and what teams have they played in this previous run of series? Whether it's Pittsburgh or Nationals, teams that are bad. They held their own against the Dodgers. They held their own against the Central, whether it's the St. Louis Cardinals or the Milwaukee Brewers. It's stupid. It's irrational. It's not okay to make all these claims that the Phillies can't do X, Y, and Z because of their recent opponents. You're brainwashed in the now. You're brainwashed into the month of August. They've done some seriously good things against strong opponents too. And I want to put that out there. I want to talk about how they beat the Dodgers. I want to talk about how they can do things against the San Diego Padres. I want to do, you know, talk about how they've done things against the National League Central. We can't throw everything into the trash. And while I admitted that their losses early on don't necessarily reflect who they are, yeah, I don't think they're better than the Dodgers because they won a series out in L.A. in the fashion that they did. 
So I'm not going overboard either. It's just trying to play that middle ground without losing sight of reality. That's all. That's where we're at. All right, here we go. We're taking another call. Hey, Rose, man. This loss by the Phillies is so deflating. Like, how do you have runners on second and third with no outs, and you can't even score a run? Like, come on, man. We, like, Schwarber, we need Schwarber back. Having Martin and Deerling hit 8-9 and back-to-back, it's just not working out. They're not great hitters. Deerling's been especially bad lately. we got to figure it out in Cincinnati and at least split the four-game series versus the Mets. They got – this was just – it just took all the momentum that they had going. They just got to pick it up. Did it take all of the momentum? Did it hurt your soul that badly? Deflating. Was it full-on deflating? It stung. It wasn't fun. It stunk. Deflating. I guess if you're looking at a balloon and the balloon loses a little bit of air, technically it's still deflated. Or it could lose all of the air and it's still technically deflating. How much air did you lose in this Phillies hype if it is being used in a similar way as the balloon comparison? Let's use a percentage. If the balloon is filled 100%, I'm going down 15%. So I'm still sitting at 85 Because this shouldn't be shocking. We shouldn't be blown away and losing so many great thoughts about what this team was because of what happened in Queens. Because level-headed would say, the Mets are better. And look who they have pitching. One and two probably makes sense. I'm not thrilled I would have loved to take two, especially after you win game one and you have Nola and you have Wheeler. So not that DeGrom and Wheeler are on the same page, but I'm just saying. And Wheeler, or excuse me, Nola, uh, goes deep into the action and only allows the one earned run. And that's when there was some throwing happening. Guys are getting to third base. So it was all sorts of wacky. So yeah, it did kind of pan out in a way. From a pitcher versus pitcher standpoint that you could totally be satisfied with. On the Cincinnati. Can't overlook them. Take care of business. I don't know if I'm losing steam though. If they lose a series in Cincinnati. Yeah, that would be a smack in the face. No doubt about it. A spit in the mouth. We wouldn't have fun times here afterwards. That's for damn sure. But all you can do is control what's in front of you. A better team beat you. Okay, hat tip, who's next? A team that isn't better than you. Win. Win. Win, get back on track. Then we have smiles again. Thank you guys all so much for hanging out and listening to this episode of Sports Talk with Broads. Hopefully we get this whole internet thing figured out. It probably bothers me way more than it bothers everybody else, but sometimes it skips and the video freezes for a couple seconds, even though the audio is fine and it bothers me so much. Thank you all. I love you. I'll catch you on the next one. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.